Beijing and audio check. Yeah, we do. I'm sorry about that. Slay. Slay. Slaying. Sloan. I kind of wish we left those in. I, I Can you imagine how funny that would be? Like, every That audio. would be... Why haven't we thought about this sooner? From okay, now on, we're doing we might that from make now the, on. Yeah, from now on, our audio checks are staying in. <laughs> Hey listeners, welcome to episode 10 of Toxic Positivity Podcast. I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. Okay, so we probably would have done like another very chill summer-themed episode today, but there's been some really more pressing issues right now than how to spend your summer. Yeah. And I have felt so, so useless. Honestly, same. And I think it's just, it's, it's really hard to enjoy your summer when this is going on in the world. Yeah, so for our American listeners, you've probably realized, you know, people's rights are being taken away, specifically right now, women's rights, you know? Yeah, just all of our fundamental human rights. It's hard to, you know, be, like, enjoying my summer as in high school when, you know, like, my bodily autonomy is being taken away. Yeah, and I may not be a free person. It's really um, messing with my summer vibe. Yeah. Um, um, I'm the worst because I can't not make a joke. Like, I just, I can't. No, literally. This is so serious and I have to talk about it like it's not because if I, like, don't, if I talk I, about it like it's serious, it makes me so upset. It makes me so upset. It makes me really sad for our future and just the fact that this is the world that we're living in and specifically the fact that we live in a state that's being very affected by this. Yeah. As someone who, as people who live in the South. I mean, thankfully we're not in, like, a trigger state, so nothing like, urgent has happened, but, yeah. like, it's about to happen in Georgia. Yeah, And so. I'm just not... I'm very upset about all of this. Me too. And everything, let's continue, not just abortion rights. I mean, they're voting on voting rights or something now. Did you mm-hmm. hear about that? Yeah. It's the, the climate stuff. Like, it's insane. It's all Guns, going to shit. Everything sucks. Anyway, because everything sucks, and... As a teenager, I've just felt so useless, mm-hmm. and I'm just, like, just slightly too young to vote. Same. And I really just don't know how to help in any other ways, so we decided that we would share this episode because we know that our listener base is a majority American female teen listeners, mm-hmm. and we just wanted to share some ways that you guys can get involved with your government and try to make a difference in these really pressing times. Yeah, so let's just go over some ways that I guess... Everyone can help a little bit more. Yeah. So, first of all, the most important thing, I think, is to educate yourself. And I have been struggling with this a lot. Same. You need to take a break from Instagram. Please don't be getting all of your information from Instagram. It's not reliable. And Snapchat news. Like, don't, don't just get your information from there. And while that's a great starting point to really spread awareness... Mm-hmm. Look at those things and fact check them. It does not hurt to watch the news for just a few minutes. Don't sit there like a grandparent and watch the news all day. Because the news can get very overwhelming and it's very anxiety inducing. Yeah, times. don't watch the news all day. That's definitely not what I'm saying because mm-hmm. I think that is only for the worst. Everything is so biased now. It's really hard to not watch the news and be like upset. super stressed and upset. Yeah. But, you know, watch for a couple minutes. Get See some headlines, see some important information, mm-hmm. read some articles online. Like... We have um, a resource available to us that a lot of generations hadn't Mm -hmm. where we can access news 24-7 on a phone. In like two seconds. Yeah, we can be anywhere in the world. In two two seconds, we can know the news that's happening somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important, and we should be looking at unbiased news sources like Washington Post and New York Times and sometimes CNN. CNN is really intense. Um, But... 
just try to fact check your information and make sure that everything you're seeing is true so when you see Mm -hmm. something on instagram double check it before you repost it make sure that you're sharing something that's actually effective exactly and just take your time to know what's happening know what's actually going to affect you and those around you and while a lot of sources do have opinion pieces and it's important to see opinion pieces make sure that you're aware of what you're researching and seeing things that are also very very Mm fact-based Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about performative activism, which I think is a really big thing with our generation specifically, and how to just avoid it when you're taking political action. So performative activism is the action of supporting a cause or call to action simply for the attention. And that can't be like the main motivation, but like larger celebrities or influencers will utilize performative activism for support and monetization. And this is also seen by like really big corporations for the monetization of minority struggle. Like, I mean, you see that most prominently with rainbow capitalism during Pride Month, but it's also been seen with like a bunch of other issues. Black History Month. Black History Month, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, Women's Day. Women's Day? You mean women, women have a month, actually. Yeah, Women's Month. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's just big people and corporations trying to benefit off of these struggles without actually making a difference or donating to the cause or whatever. And this is seen when little to no real action or care is taken to support a cause, and it aligns with, like, white saviorism and narcissism and things like that. Actually, sorry. I just ha- I have a story time I wanted to share because this actually... I was affected by rainbow capitalism the No, literally same. You know what happened to me? The other day, my brother wanted to go get one of those, you know, do you have, like, those build-your-own, I don't know if people have those everywhere, but, like, the build-your-own pizza places? Yeah, You yeah, go yeah. down a line, you build your own pizza. Anyway, so we go, because my parents went out, and so we just went and got dinner, and we get to the end where you, like, pay, because it's fast casual, mm-hmm. and the girl checked me out and was like, would you like to get a Pride cake and donate to Pride Month? First of all, it was the beginning of July, so I knew those motherfucker cakes were, like, expired. Yeah. Because no way were they making new ones in July. Anyway. Um, and she's like, yeah, like, the proceeds go to some... Like, the Trevor Project? Yeah, but it was, like, 5% went on a, like, $2 cake. Oh, that's so weird. Um, and I was like, um, no thank you. Because, first of all, it was vanilla cake. Maybe if it was chocolate, I would have thought about donating. (laughs) But it was vanilla cake. And I was like, you can't just have a funfetti cake and, like, say you're donating 5%. No, literally. Like, girl, what? Like, I... Oh, my God. It was like, excuse excuse me? Yeah. And you see, like, the Target Pride line. And I keep seeing these things now where it's, like, videos of stores and restaurants, like, taking down their Pride posters and all their Pride branding once it's July. No, exactly. Literally taking all of it down. And there are so many brands out there, like, research the brands that you're supporting because in a lot of cases they'll say that they're aligned with, like... Pride and LGBTQ and the BLM BLM movement, but in reality they're supporting like other corporations and stuff that are homophobic or have been known to be racist. Whatever. So just make sure that you're researching the brands that you're supporting. But anyways, back to this. So it's mainly really used to show friends or followers that like you're behind issues. And this is when it's seen on like a smaller scale, so like normal people, quote unquote. And This is, like, when you really don't really have an interest in making big change, or you think that you're really making big change, but you're not. 
So performative activism on a lower level is seen when people post on social media amongst the crowd when a big issue breaks, or they follow like a trend which is supposed to be supporting the ideal. So for example, this has been kind of in the media and just recognized since the Black Lives Matter protests after the murder of George, George Floyd in the summer of 2020. And a huge example of this that I remember seeing was the Blackout Tuesday post in June of 2020. Do you remember this? When, yeah. Like, it was like a social media ploy where influencers and, like, quote-unquote normal people posted a black screen on their Instagrams in supposed solidarity to the cause, but this wasn't really supporting anything. It wasn't... There was no donations going anywhere. It was just supposed to show solidarity, which can be a powerful thing, but by itself, when you're not doing anything else to support the cause, it's kind of shallow. Yeah. And another example... But I don't think that we should be saying that all that stuff's bad, because I do think that solidarity and spreading awareness yes, about certain topics is important. And, like, obviously that's not always what's happening. It's not always yeah. beneficial. But a lot of times that is can be really helpful, and I don't think we should always talk down to that necessarily, because I no. know people get caught up a lot of times just saying, like, oh, you need to be doing this. Because I can't tell you how many, like... It's so ironic to me. I see so many people, like, posting activism posts about how like, against performative activism. And then they're literally doing yeah, performative activism. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, like, I think when you're doing this by itself, but you call yourself an activist, that's different from doing this, but also along with other things. Like, just make sure that you're educating yourself. I think the biggest trap is when people do this and not really understand what they're posting about. Yeah. And not understand the communities which it's affecting. I think, like, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I post stuff like this on my story all the time. I do, because I feel like it's sometimes it can be really important to spread exactly. awareness. Exactly, and it's spreading awareness. It's saying that you're behind the cause, and it's showing to other people, like, that they can make a difference by, like, donating or whatever. Like, it's just showing awareness to, like, But on top of that, we also try to educate ourselves. Exactly. We, we do what we can, even though what and we can And volunteering and protesting, everything that we can do in our power. I think it's just a really big game of balance mm-hmm. um and i think in general the best and most effective way to steer clear performative activism is like we were saying is to take action where it matters it's okay to post on social media and follow these trends but just make sure that you're taking actions in some of the ways that we're listing below so that your voice is truly heard and that you're really backing the cause and not just doing it on a surface level exactly and i think mm-hmm. that's really important so first things first if you can vote vote yes don't not vote don't not vote because you don't truly like perfectly align with the candidate or whatnot vote so that your voice can be heard if you Mm -hmm. can and so a change can be made exactly it's a it's a right we have the right to vote in this country well i mean you know adults have the right to vote in this country and you know you should be using your right to vote and also register to vote if you can so some states make it really more accessible than others for young adults to vote and register to vote so there's a source that I'll be linking where you can check to see if you're old enough to register. And in some states, you may even be able to vote in primaries at 17, which I didn't know. Which is so lucky. I know. So it's not a lot of states, like a handful. But, like, there are a couple, and you need to know your rights on that. Unfortunately, where we live in Georgia, you have to wait until 17 and a half to even register. Which is... It's bull. It's bull. Um, yeah. Because by the next election, I don't even think... I think I will have just turned 17 and a half. Yeah. Um... But that's not the case in a lot of states. Most states, you only have to be, like, 16 to register. 
What? Right, isn't that crazy? I didn't know that. I thought it was 17 and a half everywhere until I looked it up. That's in... Oh, my God. But, you know, check this website and see what your rights are as a teen. In your state, you may be able to be... Uh, you may be a... Ugh. You may be able to vote in primaries mm-hmm. at 17 and a half or 17. You can register to vote now so you could be eligible for, uh, like, uh, upcoming elections. Like, just see what you can do in your state. That's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and there's also just other ways that you can help out with elections that are, like, outside of voting for people that can't vote mm-hmm. or register to vote. You can host or help out with a voter registration drive and encourage, like, you know, your slightly older peers to vote. What the fuck was that? It's a squirrel! Oh my god. Oh my god, sorry. There was a squirrel <laughs> crawling on my window. That was so That weird. was so scary. Thought, Did like, you see it? Yeah, it was like on there. Like, oh, I didn't like okay, that. Okay, sorry. Was sorry. Weird. That was <laughs> my bad. My bad. I got distracted. Um, I did too. Anyway, there's a lot of people that, you know, if you're going into your senior year like us or even a junior, there are a lot of people around you that are probably old enough to register to vote, definitely, and Mm -hmm. old enough to vote. I know a lot of people that will be 18 by the next election, and they'll be able to vote. Yeah. So encourage them to vote, even if you can't vote. You can help with voter registration drives to get them signed up. You can encourage them to know their rights as well and sign up to vote. And voting is just the best and most effective way to ensure that young voices are being heard. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, even if your friend is, like, not really feeling like going to the polls, be like, dude, go to the polls. Or be like, I'll go with you. Yeah, say that you'll go with them or something. Like, make a day of it. Go get breakfast. Go get coffee. <laughs> like, anything to vote. Uh, you can also sign up to be a poll worker. You only have to be 16 to be a poll worker. And, you know, I'm not sure if that's just Georgia or the United States, but definitely, mm-hmm. you know, if you live in Georgia... Um, you only have to be 16. I'm pretty sure that's true for most states. Mm-hmm. And this really helps with the polling process. It just helps it run smoother in, in more of an organized way. And that just only helps more and more people be able to voice their opinion, opinion and get to vote. Even simpler than that, again, like if you have friends or family that are planning on not voting just because, you know, they don't have a way to get there, offer to drive them, walk there with them. If it's far, be like, you know, why don't we go just walk there together? Like, I'll go yeah. with you. And offer, you know, offer to take the train, the bus, whatever. Offer to go with them so you can kind of encourage them to go cast their vote and voice their opinion. Exactly. Just make sure that those who can vote are getting out there and doing it. And another way to do this is vote tripling. So vote tripling is something that I participated in during the presidential election in 2020. And it's actually proven to be an effective way to gain voter retention and boost voters in states. So the basis is that you volunteer to vote triple either at the polls or over the phone, and you'll talk to voters and encourage them to text their friends and family members or call them that they voted and that it's important that they do so as well. And this by itself may not seem very effective, but it can actually increase voter turnout by more than 8%. Which is like kind of a lot. Which is kind of a lot. And it's actually like proven to be more effective in underprivileged communities and places where I feel like voter repression is more prevalent. And it's also a really great opportunity for volunteering, and it's a way to be involved in voting and in your local community if you aren't old enough to vote yet. And it's just kind of, it's really fulfilling, and it helps get people out to the polls. Um, You can all, on another note, you can always research important causes to donate to and sign petitions as well, and contact your representatives. This is something that I feel like it takes like five minutes. A lot of the websites where you can do this, they have like a template set up for you. Just sign your name and send it off. 
and do some research on your representatives, send them an email or letter or call, and just voice your opinion, voice why you're speaking out and why it's important that they make these changes. And, I mean, you're the constitute, and it's their job okay, to constituent. listen. Constituent. 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 <laughs> it, you, like, as a constituent, it is your right to voice your opinion, even if you can't vote. It is the, your representative's job to listen to what you have to say mm-hmm. and take it into consideration. Have and, you never learned that word, constituent? No. Oh, okay. Have you? Where yeah. did you learn that from? Like, middle school. We had to, like, write letters and stuff to, like, the governor. Yeah. Um, speaking of governor, fuck you, Brian Kemp. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so this is this is just some ways that we think that teens can really help out and if they especially I have been feeling very useless personally Same. and I just didn't know what to do and this was just we we know we have a tiny platform with this it's very very small but any way that we could help I just needed to do something and this research helped me find ways that I can mm-hmm. help and it's also you know I feel like I'm spreading the word. Same with me I was just about to say that like doing this research even just helped open my eyes a little bit to some of the other things that we can do as minors exactly. specifically. Um, so yeah, just get out there and do what you can to support the causes that you support. Yeah, and you know, if you can vote, go vote. Mm-hmm. And if you're not old enough to vote, that's what this whole episode is about. Exactly. So, uh, anyway, I think this is our last episode of the summer, but we really wanted to make it very important for mm-hmm. you guys. We're actually recording this on 4th of July, which I feel like is very ironic. It is very ironic. Can we just talk about 4th of July really quick? Yeah. Okay. Why... Isn't 4th of July for veterans and, like... No. What is it for? Independence Day, the end of the American Revolution. We're free from England. Did you not know that? Are you kidding me? She just walked away. Girl. Are you kidding me? No, Veterans Day is for veterans. Okay, because I was like, this is so weird. Why would they have fireworks on a day honoring veterans? God. Have you thought this your whole life? I literally talked to my dad about this this morning. He was like, yeah, I don't understand either. <laughs> oh, my God. That's killing me. Anyways, yeah, Independence Day. Um, all right. Well, have a good summer. <laughs> Bye.